0: rock love a good tech day and that's how oh, we're gonna start this show yes, we do. uh this is the five on five podcast presented by directmusicservice.com and nukes hot sauce nukes is doing a little art show right now in portland make sure you check them out yes, uh, if you're out here um our homie over there jake uh is doing some cool stuff they got the Shout records out, for jake. sale yeah they got hot sauce for sale they got art for sale but we're here to give you the best podcasts on this planet, yeah. I am one of your hosts, Phenom, coming to you live from Portland, Oregon. Down the street, up the street, to the east is Jupiter Williams coming live from Kennewick. Kennewick is that Oregon or Washington?
1: Washington. Kennewick, Kennewick Washington. Okay. As some uh, people say, Washington. Some people put an R in. We're not. No. We're yeah, we're not. We're not, not, doing we're doing not. like we're that. Not but some people that. do that. So, we're so not. in order to you know to appease those people, Kennewick, Washington.
0: Uh, (laughs) we're not doing that (laughs) uh and our guest today god i am so excited for this episode travis said do we have with this guy travis said it before he came in codes literally has a track for everything for every season for every moment yes our guest is codes today holy moly dirty bird slow roast every label everyone wants a piece of this guy make some noise for codes Choo, choo,
1: choo, choo, choo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We switched it up a little bit for codes at the end. Yeah, yeah, we switched it up. Yeah, I like that. Yo, Cody, how the hell
2: are you, man? I'm um, great. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah,
1: of man. course. Thanks for ha- thanks for having us.
2: Jeez, of course, man. of course. I like the setup. First thing
0: I want to notice: we got the avocado and the the holy moly in the background. Yeah, but this big king of clubs,
1: and he's boss. he he's he's fitted perfectly right in between. Yeah. So where the K's, he's right yeah. in the middle of it. It's it's great. For it's great.
2: It, like my ex girl, who's still one of my great friends, she got me this king of clubs last year for Christmas. That's all made out of old skateboards, at avocado. Uh, oh, shit. oh. This is from the homies in uh from Tampa. Uh my boy Dual D lab who runs a festival uh called Home Base in Florida. Old skateboard deck. Some dude made it. The back still got all the grip tape on it. Yeah,
0: what? that's dope. That,
2: that is the sick. I ever got. It's fr- uh, count trillions. At count trillions is the dude who made it. But
3: <laughs>
2: hell it yeah. Cord- Shit, that. Ain't, you
0: know- <laughs> <laughs> Never again.
1: Yo, and, and can, we, can we can we shout out his uh ugly sweater? The Christmas sweater too. It's Guns and Roses Christmas sweater. This is amazing.
2: I love that. I was saving this for the stream. So I'm doing a holiday stream on Friday and I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll rock it for this shit.
1: Oh yeah. well, hey, it's perfect because this comes out on Monday. So yeah, you can rock it for the stream. They'll Let's get go. the debut
0: and then they'll get the 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 Monday joint. Yeah. Um Cody, we're gonna start with this. Do you have anything on your Christmas list this year where you're like, I would love to get a blank for Christmas?
2: oh shit um there's a couple things what was there was something that i just saw man you know i i keep getting advertised this little tiny like mini stove on instagram and on where it has little compartments to like put your uh vegetables or your produce yeah but it's like this big and you can like put a bunch of veggies or fucking fish or eggs or whatever, put it in there and leave it in. And it keeps it cold. So you do it in the morning, set a timer and it'll start cooking it by itself. And then, so it's ready like at 6 p.m. or something like that when you're ready to eat. That's what? That's dope. It's just marketed, it's like marketed like crazy. I think, cause I clicked on it, but like, I see it, like, <laughs> uh, and it keeps going, they're almost sold out. And I'm like, fuck, should I just buy one for myself?
0: Yeah, that's how they get you. You're yeah. like, damn, it's almost been sold out for the all of Q4. This is now crazy. Get it now?
2: There's, I'm gonna fucking, it's gonna be going crazy. Just buy my
0: phone too. I'm gonna get it.
2: You're all gonna yeah. see it now too.
0: Yeah. yeah. We went from being like, what is that? To that's the only ad you that's see on thing.
2: IG. Yep.
0: Uh, Travis, what are you looking for for Christmas? What do you want to receive as a gift?
1: A Tesla? Come on. Sure. Come on. Why not?
0: Why stop there?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I want to stop there. Uh, That'd be good.
0: What Cybertruck? No, why? Oh,
1: okay. Why kind of dude? I want the Cybertruck. Cybertruck is nice, though. So I I love it. <laughs> Just
0: cruising in yeah. the Cybertruck. Ugh, we want love
1: Colin? That. You
0: know, uh, more records, obviously, Absolutely. and we can <laughs> we can dive into that. I'm always buying
1: vinyl. Uh, more books.
0: I got my list of books on my
1: wishlist need to start doing that we need to start doing book club toward the end
0: yeah no yeah, i agree Of
1: our, our our uh episodes you you name off the the books that that should be re read or on your your book list or wish list yeah
2: you A crazy book right now See? uh fucking that that like i found in the airport on the way out and it just like I barely ever buy books in the airport and it grabbed me because as ready player two, you ever seen ready player one? Oh
1: yeah. I heard about the second one. Okay. Did you read I, it yet?
2: I in like two days, I read half of it. So, it's like we really like just mind I was looking for inspiration for like, especially the future and music and all mm-hmm. that stuff kind of goes hand in hand. And also it was just like, I, uh, I took a break from kind of, maybe forever from break from drinking and like getting a drink at the airport bus open the, the book and it's like man why didn't i start doing this 20 years ago <laughs>
1: yeah mm. all right oh, so awesome. hey that that's it, that's, ready it. Player that's on the that's on the book club so our first ready book on our book club is ready player you gotta, two you
2: gotta see the movie you gotta watch or read the first one or watch the movie before you i read the first book i didn't read i only seen the movie okay but- but I rewatched the movie actually last night, the first one. And I was like, fuck, why didn't I do this before I already read half the second yeah. book? All connect so crazy, but mm-hmm. wild, That's wild sad. book. I haven't had a book that like had me going like that in, in a minute. So you can, you Travis,
0: you've read the book and seen the movie. Yes. What should I start with then? The
1: book. The book first, then the movie. Yeah, the book, the book just goes more in depth. Then two. Okay. Yeah. The 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 movie's kind of like a uh it just moves faster because it's a movie, you know. Yeah. That's why, that's why all these like shows on Netflix and Disney Plus are great because it's really like reading a book because it's all drawn out, it's slow burning storytelling. Read the book first, watch the movie so that you can get the visual um comparisons. Mm and then uh and then go on my wave and read book number two ready player two well yeah. i want
0: to i want to add one more book since okay, we're here since it. we're talking about it yeah. i got this the other day never be alone i don't know you guys that. might have seen me post about this how Bloghouse united the internet and the dance floor mm. this is so much fun uh this is from lena abascal uh interviews from Acid Girls, A-Track, Bag Raiders, Bloody Beetroots, Cobra Snake, Cool Kids, Chromeo, Crookers, all of the main players. Uh I started reading this the other day. I'm already almost halfway through it.
1: Looks like a fast read. It's a quick
0: read, 180-90 pages, something <laughs> like that. Um, everyone should add this to their their book list as well because If you were around during that time, Cody, I know you were right in the mix during this time. We were all playing shitty 128s and having a blast. And this has a nice little bit of nostalgia to it.
2: I haven't heard that. uh, Acid Girls, I haven't heard that name in a long time.
0: Long, long time. Yeah, some of these names on the back here, even like the presets and (laughs) Spank Rock, Banshee Tech, all of that. I'm like, damn.
2: Dang. man it's the funny thing is i have my next remix coming out uh next on the 21st of january is a blog house remix oh really what? it's that's what it's like codes blog house remix oh fuck it's, yeah! it's like something that i made and i was like man this sounds like some Bloghouse shit so i just went like full balls
1: yeah
2: are you gonna
0: release on hype machine you should <laughs>
2: Should, yeah, only release it on Hype Machine. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: my
1: God. Or
0: my, Myspace, put it in your, your song for your profile. Oh, my
1: God. Bit. Oh, man.
0: Dude, what a good era. Um, and I definitely want to talk, uh, talk with you about that, too, as we had uh, the homie Treasure Fingers on here as well, and he kind of went in depth on what that scene was like at the time. Uh, what we do around here every week, we compare two artists head-to-head their top five songs, as viewed most popular on Spotify. Every round you pick one song and uh, the other song you toss to the side. This week uh, was my pick and I'm kind of riding this wave of Jay-Z. Everyone's talking about how no one can go against Jay-Z in a versus, but there's been some names thrown out. One of those names was down in Atlanta, Georgia, you can probably guess the direction we're taking this in right here. A lot of people have said future could hang 20 rounds with Jay-Z. So we're going to go five rounds today with the most popular Jay-Z and future songs as viewed most popular on Spotify. And we'll kind of decide from there if he even has a standing chance.
1: You know, this ain't fair for me, but okay, let's write it. Let's rock.
0: It's interesting though, because some of these songs, Jay Z does have one of the Drake uh, certified Lover Boy songs on here now due oh, to your popularity.
1: I love all. Okay.
0: Yeah. So let's start with round one. We're going to open this up. Uh, Codes is going to be our first pick. Jay Z, Paris, or future Way Too Sexy? Which one you got, Cody?
2: Jay Z by a long shot. Yeah. Travis?
1: Ball so hard. Yep. Okay. Yep. You finish the rest.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to vote, too. I to since... for
2: that, too. Oh, really? See? I told you.
1: <clears throat> I told you. Dude has a remix for every single song that's out.
2: Of course. Of course. <laughs> that one's like 10, a good, at least eight years old, nine years old. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, man. You got to run that back. you still play it or no? I forgot about it. I don't even have it on my computer that I bought <laughs> all my shit off of. i'm gonna gonna see if if i how far back
0: i have music from you i know it's pretty far back
2: Uh, i know i have i forgot the
1: last the first time i started downloading his stuff
0: uh i'm gonna go with you guys on paris too uh way too sexy is just killed the dance floor well i don't know it was the big. It's one of the most
1: requested songs i could tell you that in the past like three months for me though
0: but the outcome is always the same. Yeah,
2: it is. I'm gonna be real. I don't even know that song.
0: I'm too sexy for my that oh,
2: one. Oh shit! You know what's fucked up is we did. Me and my boy did a record that was I'm too sexy for my skirt and had a girl. Did a, it was a pop record. Oh, that came out and it, <laughs> and he's like, you we took too long to put the record out, dude. Fucking Future just put that fucking record out, and I was like, it's still it's still different, but we. My boy, Nickelfields, shout out, Nickelfields. Shout out. Yeah, the hook. And uh Mo, this awesome singer, Mo, uh, sang it. I was in LA. I had a record that I already did, but it had a Pharaoh Monch sample on it. So mm. I took the off of it and gave it to them. And that's what they do is like write tunes and shit. And wrote this crazy record. He's like, yo, this is crazy. I was like, it's a crazy idea. And they just did that. And someone else, I think, just sampled that. Uh, like I said first. But I do know what that is, so I, I lied. <sighs> I kind of yeah. it out of my head though, because it it fucked my shit up a little bit.
0: You were like, not only do I know that I have a remix for that, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I forgot about, along with my other remix for Paris that I forgot about. Bro, my man stays in the studio, stays Stay. locked in. Stays producers, in producers, DJs. There's your tip for the whole fucking show. We're giving it to you five to seven minutes within the show. Yep. Stay in the fucking studio. Stay Make a remix two. for everything. Stay. Round two. Round two, gentlemen. Uh, we'll lead off with Travis on this. I think I may know where you're gonna go. Travis, Empire State of Mind or Mask Off. Shoot. Mask off. Yep. Exactly. Mask off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So embarrassed. Shoot, way, way embarrassed so embarrassed <laughs> yep yep it's yeah,
2: not that easy fucked up on that one <laughs> yeah.
0: what do you got cody
2: i mean how can i not say new york state of mind but also i think that's future's hottest record to me is yeah, for like, it. it's yeah. that
1: sample too man yeah, I mean, yeah
2: it's fucking crazy yeah. fuck but new york all the way i'm sorry jay-z
1: all right all right, all right.
0: Cody's going with Jay-Z. I'm going to go with Mask Off. Man. It's just a fucking... I think I, it may be because I heard Empire State of Mind too much that I have to go with Mask Off because Mask Off still hits in the club. It's, you can uh, still drop that in. I think it's relevant because it's always going to be Mask On for the rest of fucking history. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fuck. We'll see. Um, round three, gentlemen. Uh, Travis, this is going to suck for you again, oh, buddy. God uh jay Z gonna say
1: march madness aren't you no
0: <laughs> worse uh jay-z numb slash encore with lincoln park oh man <laughs> or future too easy let's start with cody
2: i don't even know if i know the too easy song <laughs> i really don't know much shit about future to be honest but.
0: that's fair it's off the drake album oh yeah
1: yeah yeah that's right
2: that's that's like my least favorite Jay Z song though for sure. <laughs> um, that whole album, that mashup album, just yeah, just the Lincoln Park part of it. <laughs> but, but, man, um, we're still gonna go with encore.
1: Okay. Okay. Travis, um, this collision course was. Lincoln Park was hot at the time, right? When *Kids of oh, yeah. Course* came out. Yeah. Okay.
0: This was the big ride of uh, mashups becoming popular, right? So I think like *Girl Talk*. I'm not sure *Girl Talk* might have been before that, okay. but this was ramping up towards mashups in the mainstream.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you gotta go on record. Really? You got <sighs> who? Who? Okay, who still plays *Too Easy*? I still no. hear I still uh, hear few people play encore, whether it be the Linkin Park version or the original version. Right, especially at the end of the night.
0: Fair, okay.
1: I don't even remember the last time I played too easy.
0: No, I don't. Yeah, it's kind of a skip over. Yeah, I'm gonna okay, go well. too easy though, just because I I thought the whole because it was always you guys remember it was always. That commercial at the end of the MTV TV show where they would put it on the end of Jay Z in the studio with Chester and then being like, We got it. Oh, I
1: mean, and it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: every time for years. I think yeah. it was like for a long no, time. No, it, it
1: was for a long time.
0: I'm mean, gonna go too easy just because I don't like too easy, but
1: yeah, I get this it. Was,
0: this pick was too easy. Jay Z, <laughs> love all or future life is good. Oh. Two, oh, two Drake combos, songs. yeah. Oh man, two combos, which shows the power of Drake right now,
1: right? Uh Travis. I mean, you got one song that's a single and one song that's an album cut. Um, you got one song that's basically two songs in one. Sure. I just love Jay-Z's line. The only thing we respect is violence. <laughs> I love that part. And he says, Anything besides that, we're talking violins. Come on, uh,
0: the song sucks.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was a leaked song,
0: right? For the combo, though, for if I told you you're getting Jay Z and Drake on a song, and that's what I give you, and it's
1: a song that I had already heard months yeah. prior without Jay Z on it, and yeah. and Drake singing different verses. I'll go. I'll go with okay. I'll go with Drake Future on this one, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cody. Man, again, I'm bad with the the more future stuff in general. But I don't I can't remember that song at all either.
0: That one's working on the weekend like usual. usual. Boom. Way off in the deep end like usual. Him and Drake.
2: Jay-Z. I think I'm bad for this this
1: this (laughs) it is okay.
2: Too because I I fuck hard with Jay Z obviously but Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh so you're going Jay on that one? Okay, I'm gonna go. I gotta go. Future and Drake on that, just because the second part of that song they is fucking it. dope too,
1: even <laughs> better like, than the first part. Yeah, it's, it's like Drake sitting there with Forty. And he's like, "I ah, think we should call Metro."
0: Yeah, yeah, and just put the just put the stank on it. Yeah. Um. Next one is round five is Jay Z. Run this town versus future drinking and smoking
2: oh okay now cody do you know you know the future song man i would have to hear i'm so bad with knowing the names of those oh, no, no you
0: can hear it.
1: you can listen to it yeah if you if want you to
0: put us on mute and listen to it real quick
2: what which one was it called again drinking and smoking
1: I do yeah. like that song, though, Drinking and Smoking, but I got to go run this town for me.
0: You're going run this town? Yeah. Shout okay. out to the
1: Navies out there because I'm a part of the Navy crew.
0: So this is going to be the tiebreaker because I'm going future on this. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Cody's going to be the tiebreaker, and I love this as a tiebreaker. It's a very organic tiebreaker. It really we're just, is. We're hearing it. We're going to
1: decide, and that's that uh way to put codes on the spot though this is great
2: this this
0: is how it should
1: be
2: <laughs> yeah i mean i gotta go with jay-z i can't i can't <laughs> Woo! future like that like on until i hear, i'm just like ah, i don't know
0: yeah. yeah no that's fair that's fair um overall do we think future has 20 cuts he could rock against jay yeah
1: he, he has 20 okay he has 20 cuts yeah that could not hold against, up not against jay No. Okay, let me put it this way. So I, I DJed would Rouge, Rouge is a strip club in Portland. I DJed their Christmas party this last Sunday. Mm. And not a lot of people came out for that. Uh, they had a small crew come out. So I proceeded to play a three hour set of just Jay-Z songs, mm. like Jay-Z uh, songs and Jay-Z features and shit. And don't think i can necessarily do that with future and i know that's that's besides the question because the question was does future have 20 cuts but that's my way of deciphering if if he has enough cuts or not
0: yeah i mean jay-z's guest appearances are just crazy too yeah like even uh take it back to missy he's on missy one minute man right yeah 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 Mm -hmm. Why? He's on some fucking monster features. I mean,
1: he's on a Sade Sh- song.
0: Oh, yeah. A feature. Speaking of Sade, let's hop into the lightning round. Let's go. Cody, we're going to give you a this or a that, and you can only pick one. The other one you have to delete from your music library forever. This is the lightning round. Starting with this. Main force or... Wait, hang on. Let's see here.
2: Oh, main source or gangstar. Oh shit. Uh main source.
0: Okay. Um Mace or
2: Drew Hill? Drew Hill.
0: Ashanti or Sierra?
1: Oh, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really good versus though. That, that would be a great versus. Yeah. Instead of Keisha Cole and Ashanti.
2: Yeah. Man, I, I'm going to have to say Ashanti.
1: Okay.
0: Nate Dogg or Ty Dolla Sign? Deleting, right? What's
2: that? The, the other one you're deleting. Oh, no. The other one I'm deleting? Okay. I said Ashanti is the one I would delete. Okay. So okay. The last three that I said, the one I said is the one I would delete. Okay.
0: okay. So
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: From here on out, say the one you're going to keep. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Nate Dog or Ty Dolla Sign? Nate Dog, Foxy Brown or will Kim?
2: Foxy Brown.
0: Ooh. Method Man or Red Man?
2: Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Method Man.
0: Okay. Uh, Ray Schremmert or T.I.? T.I. The Whispers or Egyptian Lover? Egyptian Lover. Cypress Hill or Public Enemy? Cypress Hill. Rick James or Childish Gambino? Rick James. Beastie Boys or Run DMC? Damn. It's a New York ass matchup yeah, right there.
2: It is. <laughs> That's got me fucked up. Uh man. Either way, I'm wrong. Um Beastie Boys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is going out to the whole universe. (laughs) For real. Hey, he said Beastie Boys and ran out the room so that he didn't have to see the consequences.
2: Run DMC, run DMC. I take that back.
3: Switch. The
0: The last minute switch. Okay. Uh, Steely Dan or Gangstar?
2: Jesus. (laughs) Gangstar.
0: Okay. Big L or Big Pub Big L. The Roots or Nerd.
2: Nerd. Shit, that's fucked up too. <laughs> <laughs> N-E-R-D.
1: I saw uh, the wheels turning too after after he said that.
2: Yeah, he's like, oh. <laughs> I don't know if it's like all, like you're just talking about the band, the ner- nerd, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, the roots and the roots, roots.
1: Okay. 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 Uh
0: David you were Bowie. taking
1: into account like all the Pharrell productions, right? Yeah, Pharrell and that- productions. Okay. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: David Bowie or Queen. Man, this is fucking with my heart a bit. Right? <laughs> um Jesus Christ. Uh shit, I, I gotta go with David Bowie. Okay. Clips. A- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lose sleep over this shit. <laughs> Clips or mob deep? Mob
0: deep. Okay. Al Green or Marvin Gaye?
2: Marvin Gaye.
0: Okay. Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole? Kendrick Lamar. Drake or Dr. Dre? Dr. Dre. Okay. Luda or Juvenile? Luda. Weezer or Blink-182?
2: Shit, the first concert I went to was Blink-182 when I was like 12 or 13, but that was before they were, man, but I, (laughs) I'm gonna say Weezer.
1: Weezer, okay. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up real quick. Cody, what was your favorite concert that you've been to?
2: My favorite concert, holy shit. One of of the most memorable ones, Mm I have so many of them, but just because this was like kind of a turning point in my life is my dad took me to go see uh, the Ozfest when Corn was on tour with them. Mm. I don't know if it was even called Ozfest; it was some Ozzy Osbourne tour. And I didn't really like Corn. It was before it was maybe their first album had just about came out, and a bunch of my homies listened to it, and I wasn't didn't get it. And then I seen them live. I also think I had a sip of my first Bacardi Coke. And, <laughs> and, uh, but we got take backstage and I got Ozzy to sign, uh, Whoa. a backstage pass. He was all bugged out and like shaking and shit. And like, yeah. this, was, this was like 25, 26 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Long was that? Was it that long ago. I don't know, but I was, I was young and it was. It was awesome. Uh, the drummer threw a drumstick, and I got the drumstick too. So like,
1: best concert ever. Yeah,
2: it was pretty sick. <laughs> it was pretty... sick. Damn,
0: was uh, Rob Zombie on that too?
2: Nah, no. I can't remember. I think it was. Ju- Might have just been Corn and Ozzy, and Corn opened for him. Huh. The War Memorial in Rochester is fucking huge. Mm. But it was
0: damn. Really damn.
2: I still yes. have a brain somewhere.
0: Oh hell yeah! That's, that's fucking dope, man. Ozzy, legend, fucking legend, man. That's that's is definitely someone on my bucket list on who I would like to meet for sure. Oh yeah, well,
2: didn't talk to any. That was was there was a huge line, and he was just like, psh, psh.
0: yeah,
2: couldn't talk. He was all. I don't think he was. It was the end of his still getting really fucked up, mm-hmm. or like dealing with the side effects of that mm-hmm. or whatever. Damn.
1: Man, that's crazy fucking legend man
2: uh a couple more for
0: you and then we'll get into some oh. career highlights for you um uh, acdc or guns and roses
1: Shit. oh we know the shirt <laughs>
0: okay sade or Aliyah?
2: oh jesus christ <laughs> man i don't even know if i can answer that one I, I love Oliah so much. Yeah. I feel like a piece of shit for saying Sade, but I gotta say Sade. Okay.
1: Okay. It's like was, it's like uh, was, it's like pick it, uh, picking picking uh, your mom and your sister. Which one are you impicked?
0: Exactly. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Uh Beatles or Beach Boys? Beatles. Okay. <clears throat> Missy or Busta.
2: <clears throat> Man. Those are two of my favorites. I got to say Busta, but fuck. Can I even say Busta? I don't <laughs> know. That would be a good one against Jay-Z. But Busta.
1: Which one? Busta against Jay? Yeah.
2: I think that would be good. I think so too. In a versus, but... Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, fuck. I guess I'm going to say Busta. Okay. I feel shitty about that, too.
0: Two more to wrap up the lightning round here. They're not easy. Prince or Michael Jackson? Prince. Okay. And last but not least, we ask it every single week. Go. Uh, oh. Outcast or Hall & Oates?
2: Outcast.
3: Okay.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> the other easy. ones were a struggle for him. That That was really easy for him
2: yeah you don't kill the messenger but i'm not a super big hall notes fan
1: that's easy okay that's fair that's easy
0: i like when that question's easy because a lot of times that's the
2: one if that's
0: easy all the other ones are fucking difficult right (laughs) yeah right so i like that um i want to start from the top you and i have been friends for a minute I don't remember exactly where we met. I think we've shared many shots between then and now. Um, How did you come up with the name Codes, or how was that bestowed upon you?
2: Um, I mean, it was just a a nickname. Instead of Cody, people call me Codes Mm. years and when and so I've had a couple different personas. And my first EP that came out came out on Slow Roast and. I had finished the records and I'd given them to craze and kill the noise. And they were like, shout out, shout out both of the two big bros. Um, I, and really like two of the dudes that kind of kickstarted my career as codes for sure. Um, I, we kind of all came up with the idea. Well, I was like thinking about doing something different and then they're like, well, why don't you just do. A new project and then start this because it was basically a disco house ep and i was more like the electro it's the tail end of the blog house stuff and i was trying to think of a name for a really long time and like something catchy or fucking gimmicky or whatever and then i was like you know what i'm just gonna do me and that's kind of what started the whole my career as codes was i was just like i'm gonna make like a dope like whatever the fuck i want basically Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Mm. what name were you rocking with before that
2: i was doing t-a-d-t or the american dream team Mm -hmm. uh, okay which the the only did a big record called that was called money bitches cars clothes and weed and um which i ended up selling that record to universal the only actual record record that i sold to universal Mm. and we did a My Boo cover with an ex 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 girlfriend. And it's the first time I used Melodyne and like auto made her voice sound all auto tune and did yeah. like my boo remix thing. That was my first record that I signed to Nervous. And yeah, that, was, it. that was all the American dream team, which was it started as a joke and uh, was supposed to be like a band where it was gonna be like, I had a persona that played the guitar, that played the drums. This was all during the blog house. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Huge
0: on Hype Machine. I remember all of yeah,
1: this. Yeah, I I have some of those songs. I know I do. Yeah. We had a group
2: called Monster Squad, too, that was uh, basically kind of a spin off of that, which a bunch of homies that Whiskey Pete was on it. Mm. Mm. Like Andre Parnell, who is a dr- big drum and bass DJ or MC called uh, MC Dre. Um, man, that was a long time ago.
0: Mm. what were you listening to at that time what were your main influences or what were you listening to throughout high school even
2: throughout high school um man i've had a phase with everything that you can think of high school especially right when i got into high school like ninth grade i went to my first rave and i was big into always big into hip-hop I would say the first things I kind of got into was like rock music and hip hop. The first two tapes I got, my babysitter got them for me when I was like in, uh, was it kindergarten? She got me ABC, uh, Coolin' at the Playground, or-
1: Oh yeah, at the uh,
2: Playground. Yeah, at the Playground. And then LL Cool J, Mama said, Knock You Out. So that was the era. Those were the first two tapes I got. And the first song I learned every lyric lyric for lyric uh and i wrote it i I don't know how the fuck i remember i think it's because i've been microdosing lately and i remember coming back huh like randomly like this has been happening like crazy but like i had this christmas book that had like christmas carols on it and i stayed up all night one night writing down every word from mama said knock you out so i could like learn the lyrics from it Mm -hmm. and i remember writing it in like a it's like a Christmas carol book or some weird shit that I wasn't supposed to be writing in. And, but anyway, that started, I guess. And then, man, I started getting those tapes at Walmart where you could get, uh, where it was like the best, almost like the best of, but there was oh. this, uh the best of hip hop, I think. But it had Humpty, it had Digital Underground, Humpty Dance on it. It had KRS-One. Uh, or no it was boogie down productions uh hmm. where he's talking about his brother getting shot and uh uh love's gonna is it love's gonna get you I think it's called love's gonna get you hmm. um and those tapes really and then eventually regulate came out I remember getting that tape and I only had you could buy the single tapes where it had the same song on both sides and in the tape deck when you listen to it in the car it would just flip it right so same song just play i remember when i went on a road trip and it just played we heard regulate like as many times as you can listen to it in an hour because that tape just kept flipping over and flipping over uh, yeah. and then i got into this was like 93 like yeah this was 90 yeah yeah and yeah. <laughs> then i started playing guitar and then i started getting into like uh hendrix and old blues and like old rock, old blues, or no, actually right before then, I started getting into, I watched Saturday Night Fever and got into disco.
1: Oh, hell yeah. I
2: really into playing guitar and really into blues and Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath. And then high school happened and I got into, or no, fucking Wu-Tang happened somewhere in there. Wu <laughs> <laughs> Tang came out and like, the first one was obviously Game Changer too, but then I got grungy. Fucking everything from Bush and Nirvana and fucking all that shit. And then I started getting back into. I think Wu Tang Forever came out, mm. and that's when I started selling weed and shit too. And I had like the Discman, fucking skipping while I'm listening to it in a book bag full of weed, riding my GT Dino around. Fucking Wu Tang Forever. I'll, I'll never forget riding that round and being like trying to hold it so it doesn't skip. <laughs> And then, uh, then high school happened and then raves happened. And like, I heard jungle and jungle had all this, these, this hip hop in it. And then all this dance hall influence in it, Mm -hmm. crazy sound. And like the first jungle tape I had, there was, I heard Sade on this tape before that I heard some of the, the biggest dance hall rhythms, like classic ones that you can think of. I heard the jungle remix first. I heard too short, too short but funky first remix. All of these things I heard as like jungle remixes first. Then yeah. I found their original versions. Mm-hmm. I was just sucked in this. It was DJ Venom Return of the Jungle Warrior that I bought at this rave when I was like 14. And then got into that. And then for a minute, I didn't listen to anything that didn't have an amen. I didn't like I just really didn't like house music, yeah. I didn't like anything except for jungle and hip hop for a couple of years. Mm-hmm really big into house music and then break beats and then I was actually my boy started as a uh, and then I moved to Brooklyn and my boy started uh like a, a reggae sound system called big league tune and they wanted to incorporate scratching into it somehow and so then it was right around when Collie buds came out with come around mm-hmm. Huge on the radio in New York before anyone even knew what the fuck it was. And we got him to cut a dub plate for like a hundred bucks or something like that. So I have a dub plate of him. Back then I went by code hyphen D. So Cody, Cody. Yeah. And I have like a dub, all these dub plates of like all these different guys being like Quody. Fuck it. <laughs> Damn. You know, my name with a W and shit. And like, um then. So that was around the same time Serato came out and then I was like in New York, especially, I feel like maybe it happened to other places or just cause I was in New York, but the early two thousands people just started the open format thing kind of became like this cool. If, to me, it felt like a cool New York thing where you go into a club and you would hear everything from Blondie and then some fucking gang star. And then, uh, some like acdc and it would go all over the place hold on didn't get that my series could you try again (laughs) 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 i see it just was like acdc i didn't even touch anything that was weird but yeah so i mean long story short i've been have had a phase with just about every kind of music and that's basically what I do now is even I produce, I would say mainly house music is if you listen, there's like little Easter eggs of especially jungle, especially hip hop, especially, um, like classic dance nineties, my favorite genre, of everything golden air, everything to me is like the nineties and shit. Mm.
0: If you were limited to just one genre, to DJ out every night for the rest of your life, what would you pick? Jungle. Jungle, yeah, for
2: sure. Ninety, ninety three 93 to, like, 98. If I could do the whole 10 years, I would do the whole 90s, but at least 93, like, 98, that era of jungle. I still – moving – I moved back to Rochester from Brooklyn last year, and I had all my records in storage and bringing them out and now going on the streams and going through my records, like – it just, it's the most fun I've had DJing in a, in a really, really long time.
0: Hell yeah. Is that, so from that time when you were going to raves and everything, is that how you linked up with Craze and Kill the Noise, or how did that happen?
2: So me and Kill the Noise went to high school together.
1: Oh, shit. Oh, shit.
2: So <laughs> Craze was like a, a god, I mean, he's, Craze still is the scratch god, but like the when I was, so coming from hip hop and then getting into jungle and you know there's a a handful of guys that scratched really in it obviously jungle and drum and bass basically come from hip hop so there's always huge influence in it but um me uh jake killed the noise is a couple of years older than me and he we had art class together actually we used to skateboard together but they were always older And you know how the older kids are kind of like punks to the new, especially in the skateboarding. Mm -hmm. And um, Jake always stuck up for me for some reason um, and was like always super cool to me, even if like the older kids were kind of like, uh, just like we were all punks, I guess you could say. But like, then we had art class together and uh, there was only... I think we were the only two people that DJ'd in our whole high school. So we kind of connected on that. And then I was in the drum and bass. He was in the drum and bass and we started talking and we basically built this lifelong friendship like that rooted started on back then. So this was, I want to say I was in 10th grade and just starting to DJ, just finally learning how to mix and all that, but all the older kind of DJs that were running shit in, in our, our town of Ro- our city of Rochester wouldn't fuck with us. We were just punk kids and we scratched too. So we were like on this battle mentality too, where we'd be like, yo, let's battle. And like people that would, that pissed people off. And we yeah. weren't even like battle DJs like that, but everyone's like, these kids are punks. We don't want to give them the time of day. <laughs> <laughs> the relationship basically started on, Hey, we're gonna take over this fucking city Mm. which is funny now because it like evolved to like we want to take over the world kind of shit but we did it started a night eventually all the people that kind of hated on us ended up playing our night we ended up playing their night we started touring around stuff but he used to go by e1 and i used to go by cody so we were like a duo e1 and cody Mm. and he stayed with drum and bass, I started getting heavy into house music and breaks and two step and uh, this is still vinyl days. And he moved to San Francisco. I was still in Rochester, I was doing all kinds of uh, making illegal money and you know it's funny to talk about it now because you know that was it's almost like our kids aren't going to know uh a world without illegal or with illegal weed, right? So mm-hmm. now pretty soon, weed's gonna be legal everywhere and most kids don't know that. So it's almost like we were boot, I was a bootlegger back then is what I call it. Sure. Where it's like, same thing with alcohol, where it's like, now that shit is fucking legal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I got really mixed up making money. He got went ahead, got signed a bunch of uh, big drum and bass labels And then when he moved back to Rochester, I moved to Brooklyn and I started uh, producing. I started working in the studio called Pulse Music. And then the electro thing happened. And then he started the Kill the Noise project and that kind of blew up. And he befriended Craze around that time. And I was like, what, dude? You're fucking homies with Craze now? Like that was like, you know, he was like, I remember sitting in, this at this rave and seeing him go put just go from genre to genre before serato all vinyl flawlessly and then scratch and do his thing over drum and bass and i was just like mind blown so he was one of my 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 uh idols for sure and then they started slow roast and i used to send him jake re- records all the time and he always gave me like tough brotherly love like ah eh, this is kind of whack you know but fucking just keep doing it, you know, I believe in you just keep doing it, you know, and like, well, how do I do this? Or how do I do that? I, no one showed me how fucking figure it out, you know, and I was like, fuck this, shit. I'm gonna make some dope shit. And eventually, uh I sent him a bunch of records and they're like, Oh, this is dope. Like, let me send this to craze. I think that like, I really like it. And if craze likes it, we'll sign it. Mm mm-hmm. It's like yeah let's sign it like on the spot so that's how that whole thing and then he ended up being a big brother to me and took me craze took me to australia to tour for the first time and Shit. Mm. that's those two guys definitely were the first people to support and get eyes on me as code so like i'll never i'll never those are like my big bros for life
0: um, so fucking for dope.
2: Like yeah so it's it's a it's Everything is connected at drum and bass when it comes down to it somehow.
0: That's so fucking dope, man. And that's just something, I think drum and bass is starting to get bigger again, you know, in festivals and definitely at EDC, it has its own stage again and stuff like that. But there was a time there where that was getting written out of the books, you know, where there was like that weird electro time where it was like, okay, drum and bass is still only popular over in Europe, you know, over there.
1: And you know Hollywood got a got a hold of drum and bass too and, and bled that shit to hell. Mm. Like like you know the Matrix. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um and then everything all the action movies was just drum and bass. All the sci-fi action movies was drum and bass.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's starting to get its due again i feel like yeah. i feel like you know especially in dubstep shows there's only one direction that people take it now they take it up to drum and bass and then bring it back down you know mm. or maybe peppering a little bit of house music here and there but man like if you really want the energy and the intensity people look to drum and bass now on the festival stage
2: yeah mm-hmm. it's definitely in the states it's i mean i think all over but in the states people are it's it's getting big it's it's amazing to see too it's just getting so big again i have a thing a secret kind of thing that's going to be making popping its head out in 2022 hopefully um it's going to be in that lane for sure It's just but uh i everywhere i go i see people just young old for a second there's a lot of dubstep kids that were like, Oh, what is this fast dubstep shit? But I think that's even kind of moved away, and everyone knows, like, oh, drum and bass is that's what drum and bass is. That's not fast dubstep. But
0: yeah. Man, it's good to see. And then so from there, uh, you obviously you caught wind with uh with Dirty Bird and with Night Bass, or how did that work
1: out?
2: Uh I mean, Dirty Bird was Basically, I sent those guys demos for years and never heard. Um, and they used to have like a demo submission. I think they still do, but it was with was different than it than it is now. And uh, and and I don't know if I ever sent them a rep, looking back retrospectively looking back at it. I'm like I don't know if I ever sent them a record that ever made sense really to come out on their label. Mm-hmm. And then um i know i knew walker uh gavin from walker and royce before he was walker and royce he had a project in the electro days called uh bad something what the fuck was it bad bad habit no bad what the fuck was it something bad bad something Mm -hmm. but that was and they were like local uh they would play at webster hall all the time oh yeah and before and that was during all the electro all that kind of stuff and then he had a stu- and then he started working at nervous and had a studio in the same floor as mine around the corner um and what happened For <laughs> always homies and then oh yeah and then they started getting picked up by dirty bird and playing their songs like yo how did you get records to Claude Van Stroke and this and that. And like, I don't know, it's like hard to do and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and I always be like, yo, can you send stuff for me? And it's like, well, we'll let us get cool with them first, you know, and which I totally get all that shit. And then long story short, at a winter music conference, Gavin introduced me to Darren, which is the label manager at Dirty Bird. And he gave me his email and a year later, at Winter Music Conference. I was actually with Craze. Craze was DJing in the back somewhere um, outside. I was with his wife and Craze knew I was trying to get a record on Dirty Bird for a long time. Um, I think we even tried to get Justin Martin to do a remix for one of my tunes before. And I got the email that was like, hey, we want to sign your tune to Dirty Bird. And you know how they do the, uh, what is the, at the strip club every Sunday before the, at the end of WMC, hard to leave party. Yeah. And I had a flight at 6 a.m. Uh, Monday, and I had a wild, wild, amazing weekend, and I was just burnt to a crisp, and I was crazy. I was like, you're coming to the strip club, right? And I'm like, bro, I have a flight at 6. I was like, I haven't slept in a couple of days. I'm not going to – I'm skipping it this year. And I got that email, and he got off the decks. So he saw the email, and he's like, motherfucker, you're coming to the strip club. And I was like <laughs> – and, I, and it ended up being a what I just went straight from the strip club to the airport. And I was like, just on cloud nine. where I was like, finally. And that was birds and the bees. That was the first one on dirty bird. Yeah. Um, and night base, the same thing. I was sending an AC. I know AC Slater from Brooklyn. Cause he used to be part of trouble and base mm-hmm. yeah. with drop the line and star eyes and all those guys. And. Um, I played a show with him and kill the noise at this place called hugs that was in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, a bazillion years ago before anybody did anything. Um, we probably, they, they probably got a hundred bucks each. Like it was a way back in the day. And that's probably the first time I met, met AC Slater, but we been homies. And then when I got signed to AM only, we had the same agent. Mm. So my agent was uh, Denise also did AC Slater and he started Nightbase. I sent him records for a minute. He didn't sign anything, and that was the same thing. It shit t- don't happen overnight, you know. Mm-hmm. that's what People are like, "Oh, you know." Expect a lot of records I get too. It's like it takes a minute, you know. To to I don't know. There's no right or wrong way how it goes, but yeah, it took a minute. And then AC was like, "Yo, do you want to play?" He he booked me to play at one of his Nightbase shows. And I sent them a bunch of records and then they signed. That was the first one they signed was Mm. one over there, but that's how, uh, a lot of it is definitely like the AC Slater thing, night base. Those are the funnest. Those are the two funnest parties to play in my opinion, night base parties and, and, and dirty bird camp out or camp in or or any of those. Mm. So I got really fortunate that been able to put records on, on on both of those. And now the main focus has just been focusing on my, my label and carving my own lane. You know, it's I like got the cosigns from everyone that you can get cosigns from. And now it's, we're just focusing on holy moly.
0: Yeah, and I do want to mention that too. Holy moly is, it's growing rapidly. I'm watching the streams. I'm watching, you know, the uh, the crew is just fully supporting the Twitch movement which is fucking dope you know uh when shit kind of hit the fan what was your mindset what was your goal or your game plan to integrate holy moly
1: and twitch or was Uh, it always integrated
2: Nah, what like twitch was an accident and i was like i gotta say i know everyone was fucked up when the pandemic happened but i uh I had my first big, like I've toured with other people, but I had my first, my own kind of thing set up finally that, and I did the first time ever where I booked all my flights ahead of time instead of like booking them kind of last minute-ish. So I was just ready to go. And then it was just like, Mm -hmm. that weekend I was supposed to start. And then the homie called me. He's like, yo, get ready to cancel everything. I'm like, bro. I just bought the most plane tickets I've ever bought in my life, and he's like, "Nah, man, get ready to cancel everything." And I was like, "No way, dude." Yeah. And then that happened, and my roommates were DJing locally and bartending locally. Still, when I would just had just canceled my whole livelihood,
3: mm-hmm.
2: still got to work and make money. I was like, "So do I, yo." But I'm like, "What the?" F-? So I didn't go home. I I was staying at which ended up becoming my girlfriend but i was dating this girl for a couple weeks maybe and i went came back from a show and just went back to her place and then we got shut down and my roommate hit me up the next week and was like are you sick i was like what do you mean He's like oh fucking our, our roommate had covid like the first week he got covid the cook at his work died from it the first week oh, oh my yeah. god he had it for like at least a month or two it just kept coming back so i and i so i was staying at this girl's house with no chain i was in manhattan Uh luckily luxury one bedroom apartment in in union square and like so
1: to her one bedroom apartment
2: (laughs) to her she like not only did she save me and like kind of have my back in like such a fucked up ass time but um just was so supportive of, of like what i was doing and and i was lo- i was just completely like there was a month where i was like all right it's all done it's over fucking throwing the towel fucking mm-hmm. every who the fuck knows what's going on and then shout out mark martinez subset he started getting in twitch and he was like yo i want you to do a, a jungle set on my uh, on my stream it's like your stream i was like what the fuck is this twitch shit
1: now hold, hold on codes hold on before before you keep going with that just uh let me just so that we could get the timeline straight so everything locked down in march uh when did he hit you up for twitch
2: i want to say the end of february mm.
1: um okay yeah oh yeah, so that- then it's right so you jumped on it right away then Mark well,
0: was way ahead of things too. Like we should mention that that okay. he was on the jump.
2: Yeah, he was on the jump, and he was doing it. And I couldn't wrap my head around. He helped me out a lot in the beginning too. No one knew how to do this shit, and right. like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, I want to say like, sometimes I'm super nerded out on stuff, but it's like, I just got to get over that first speed bump. Mm. And he not me do that, and then I just went crazy on it. But before. I didn't have any shit. And I was in this one bedroom apartment. And uh this wonderful person was like, You can just set up in my living room. So I couldn't go back because my roommate had COVID. Right. Put an APB out on Facebook. And my homegirl uh Mary Lindsay was like, Yo, I live like an hour away, but I'm not using my turntables. You can just I'll drop them off to you. So she drove me her turntables. I brought them up set them up in this this girl's living room slash dining room and then that for months that the green screen was i went downstairs bought a uh, a red plastic tablecloth and taped it behind me and like i had a piece of shit computer that i could barely stream i couldn't stream anything with a, a a video or anything so I just had like a picture of the city or I had a picture of guacamole or some shit like that. And like that ended up being the first and it was really bad. It was using the, the FaceTime camera and shit and it looked like shit, but it was like, whoa. And all these, I just got to be creating or I get really depressed, you know? Like that's just how it is. And I had no outlet, couldn't go to the studio. I couldn't write tunes in her. I tried to write tunes in her living room and I just was fucked up and I couldn't do it. But then I had this new outlet thing to learn way to be creative way to play my music way to connect with fans and she just loved to dance so like it was this perfect synergy where we'd fucking make guacamole I'd, we'd get a bottle of tequila and she would dance and i play tunes and i and that's how the couple more crew and all that twitch shit would ended up being born
0: so dope man that is sick Shout out to you for not giving up, man, because it's very easy. As soon as that tech shit hits the fan where I even I was like, yo, I don't know, man. Like you, you need to fully be invested because I'm sure you saw those Twitch numbers from people streaming. You saw all the homies that were DJing with you kind of dwindle down and you're like, hey, I'm still in
1: here. Like as soon as people are leaving, you know.
2: Still dwindling yeah. Oh
1: yeah, Coach, you're like the only one. I mean, I be, I be going on the Twitch sometimes, man. and it's like you, Bonix, uh, Fash, Zach, Zach, Zach so yeah, Anti Pain,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they throttled it. It was. I wish that I had jumped on it a little bit sooner. Just mm-hmm. saying. throttle you like they and before they started getting wind of or before they started getting fucked with the copyright stuff um because i think they tried to ignore it for a minute and then the uh they came hard down hard on them and then you see everyone's numbers just jump like dirty bird and desert hearts used to do 10 to 20k every show that they did because they would put them up in the the front uh Mm -hmm. whatever the hell you call it yeah um they stopped doing that with with a lot of music i don't i don't completely know that's a complete theory of mine but everyone's numbers went down and now you see most people don't do it. it's like what's the point of doing it but i got such a core group mm-hmm. what that ended up doing for me was not only i feel like saving my life a bit because i was just so lost and so gone and so depressed and but then it, it i met became friends with these people that ended up being like fans but like more than fans whether they're like friends they're fans and they're also like uh we built this connection where we went through some fucked up shit together mm-hmm. like that was that was my escape it was the other people's escape as well as like we're stuck inside the news is going crazy trump's going crazy fucking the uh the right outside the the crib all the uh the looting and shit was going. Oh crazy. yeah, yeah. Protest. There was a point in time when there was constantly three helicopters for like a week or two, just mm-hmm. going above. So it was like a, almost like a psychological warfare kind of thing for a minute. So there's just yeah. so much fucked up shit going on. People dying, people getting sick. That you know, fucking man, a lot of homies just aren't even here anymore. It's just like super fucked up. But all that shit. Everyone was going through that. So go through that with this weird thing, Twitch, which if you told me before the pandemic, I wouldn't have given it the time of day and been like, why am I gonna DJ in front of, like now I got three lights, three computers, a fucking camera, and I got a green screen, I got a blue screen, depending on what I want to wear and fucking all this different shit. And it's like a little TV studio. But if you told me that, I would have never have done that. And shut up, my boy Dave Jed too, because he was he would call me and be like, "Yo, check your mail." And then new camera showed up, and he was like, "Yo, you owe me like a hundred Logic lessons." And I was like, "And he's he's the motherfucking man." That's sick. Yeah. My face. That's like, sick. He's like a a really good friend of mine who's had my back since. He's seen me go through every phase and shit, and he's just always been killing it. He's still killing it, but. Dang. He would so like between my friends, my family, my fans, like really just helped me get through this crazy shit. So now everything's back—not back, but shows are kind of back. Or they—who the fuck knows? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought for a second they were. Yeah. Uh, but now it's just—it's time to kill it, so I can give back to everyone that kind of helped me out. And that's what the Twitch thing kind of was—is these people subscribing. People used to tip, no one tips anymore, but people used to tip <laughs> and park all that kind of stuff that saved me from going under, but it also built this relationship with this group of people mm-hmm. that we, uh, we went through some shit together and we started in this couple more crew thing came along, which was like amazing. Cause all this was so organic, like nothing was forced. It wasn't like me sitting somewhere being like, oh, let me think of a something that I can market or gimmick, or it was like, yeah. I was at the end of my stream having a couple drinks and being like, all right, I'll play a couple more and then play a couple more. And the next thing you know, it's like four hours went by and all the people are still there. There's a hundred more people there. And then I, I made a couple more emoji and now they started using it everywhere on Twitch and then dirty Bird brought me on to do the couple more with code show on dirty bird, which kind of built my relationship with them a lot more too, especially with, uh, Andy and, and and barclay and probably helped how i got booked for a camp in and camp out and all that stuff too so it just was fucking wild time i don't remember what the question was i just went on another.
1: <laughs> no no Yo, that's, that was great that's, that's it man that's Yo, i got a question thing. though have you met any of your twitch uh fans followers out in real every, life?
2: every city it's that's it's what's the, up the illest shit it's like oh shit like uh and that they can't like there's been ones that flew from cali to come to vegas or that oh, shit. like it's almost turning into this and and i could only dream for it to turn into something like that but like on some like fucking my dream so i think that's what we we're talking about too is like what the what we want to come out of all this is
3: mm-hmm.
2: Grateful Dead kind of shit where like they just fucking go on tour and everyone travels to each city fucking selling mushrooms and fucking doing yeah. night. <laughs> 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 but, but
1: get some code heads out there, man. Yeah. Code heads.
2: Couple more crew, man. It just grew into this crazy, crazy thing. And uh so it's every city. There's at least one or two, if not a lot more, of these people that are like, oh shit, to lie me boy my homie in Detroit that he now he comes out and brings me a lime everywhere. I go play in Detroit or he came to Chicago. The other dudes making my website, he's got this crazy website designer. Um, it's just a big family and we we have a discord that we do all our shit in discord and oh, drop yeah. and keep in contact. And that's that's why I'm, I have such a connection. Sometimes the streams aren't like it's just not like it used to be like mm-hmm. far wise. But man, there's still a core group of like the couple more crew, and I, it's like that's what I do it for, and it, it's it's a beautiful thing. I'm very grateful. I, I'm so happy that that happened, and, and lucky that 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 shit happened too because it kept me ticking.
0: I love that. Yeah. I love that man. That's that's a once in a lifetime opportunity where that scenario works out, where you never would have guessed going through that medium, and now you have a family through that, which is fucking ill, man. Oh yeah. Um, since moving back to Rochester, what have you noticed as far as when you started DJing and what the scene is like now?
2: In Rochester? Yeah. Oh shit. I mean, the good thing is it's coming back. Uh, and there's there's a couple people doing um it's like photo city, which is uh one of the few venues out here that they do a lot of shows. They do a lot, especially more on the, I would say, bass music dubstep, what kind of shit. And uh, uh But we've been working on kind of building a new, bringing some fresh air or oxygen into like a new kind of underground scene over here and then kind of taking advantage of, you know, I have a nice outlet to, to, to push it on. And so it's like the homies from way back in the day that knew me hometown and all those people come out and then like the new heads that are kind of just getting into it. And then don't know me from Rochester, call me, Cody, know, know me more for like, uh, just codes, you know? And so like, that's kind of cool to come back to the city and like, uh, see old homies see old people that are still doing it people that you know you know from back in the day and shit but that's another goal for 2022 is i'm going to start doing a proper holy moly party out here where because i I basically went from having a little tiny apartment in williamsburg with two roommates um which uh now i have i moved it's like we call it the holy moly factory because I downstairs is i live in the downstairs part of it And The upstairs is is a a commercial space that used to be a sign shop that i turned into i have my studio room i have two different stream rooms and then there's like another room that i was going to end up turning into like an edit editing room and um so i just walk upstairs and and work on tunes and i have a huge fucking parking lot and just complete opposite i go outside and do Yoga in my underwear, fucking in the morning. <laughs> Completely different life than living in I was in Brooklyn for about 17 years. And That's that it. uh different, different life. My my parents live right up the street. My sister lives right up the street, and my grandma lives right up the street. So mm. just flying out of Rochester sucks. And thank God shows have been pretty, pretty dope in the past six months. Mm. Um, but flying out of Rochester, getting there, it's dope because you get there real quick. You don't really wait in any lines, but coming back, especially when I'm coming from the West Coast, I never get home until like after 11, 12 o'clock and everything here shuts down at like 10 PM. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that is a, a negative, but the, the positives outweigh the negatives for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, New, York's, New York City's going through it again right now too. And I'm like, Grateful that I'm not there, to be honest. Right. um right. I went back to look at spots earlier this year because I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just get a spot, an apartment in Brooklyn, and then I'll keep my house out here. And I was like, I'm not fucking doing this shit, yo. <laughs> 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 yeah. like, all the prices went back. It was almost like shit was more expensive than it was before the pandemic because oh, it was bad. And then it just got, and it's the markets all crazy. And I'm like, you know what? Most important shit is to be close to my. My family have my studio I can write tunes in, be able to do the streams. And as long as I can get to an airport, then we're good. So Damn.
0: yeah. Damn, that sounds like a, a pretty slick setup, man. All things considered. And you got you, you got your family out there too, which is fucking dope. Um, I know you're on a limited time today. I have to buy Christmas gifts as well. I'm a little bit behind on that. We're all kind of in the same boat here. A couple questions that we always ask on the podcast before we send you on your way oh, um for a couple more uh first of all our third host neke can't be with us today he's feeling under the weather um he might have that amari on, amari on we don't know man. we don't know if he's got he the that he that on. fifth
1: member of b2k right now
0: yeah um he always asks every episode if you could get endorsed by any fast food company what would the
2: codes meal be man that's a tough one because i don't really fuck with it. Any fast food? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even. I don't even know. I, you know, what? I, I was fucking with Chick Fil A for a minute, and then I got so many friends that were like, "Yo, they do some really terrible shit. <laughs> they fund really bad stuff for, um, you know, this super." jesus anti-gay oh, stuff yeah. i'm not, right. not so i stopped eating it and i was like all right yeah. you know that i draw the line there so and it's not even that good either i realized it's just there's just so much salt and grease it's it's, a lot of salt that's yeah. what makes you th- when you're especially if you just smoked a blunt or something like then it yeah. tastes good yeah. but that shit sober and you're kind of like this is not that good <laughs> Man, so I think I'm I'm a bad person. F- Maybe a fucking
1: but but you can you can make your own healthy options at True. any fast food establishment. Yeah. So this is the we, codes meal.
0: We could put you at Popeyes, how about that?
1: Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Just have nothing but avocado, the holy moly codes meal. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that was uh I used to fuck with Wendy's, man. I feel like Wendy's fell off though. They like Wendy's,
1: did. Wendy's fell off, yeah. They kind of did.
2: Fuck, their fries used to be this shit too. And like every time I've tried in the past 10 years or maybe longer, I'm like so disappointed. Um
0: remember they had the salad bar forever oh, ago. Yeah. The yes. Wendy's salad bar.
1: Wendy's prided themselves on that salad bar.
0: And the the taco salad yeah. that was a, a big to do. Yeah. And oh, we just prided
1: themselves on their baked potatoes too. Remember that?
0: Yep. Ever that since is. Dave, ever since Dave passed, everything kind of went to shit.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah, my my boy used to work there, and when we were in high school, and he'd said where they get all that meat from the chili is like they just t- scrape off all the leftovers from the bird <laughs> and just pour it into the, the thing of chili. That's where all that meat comes from. Is like. The, the burnt shit that's stuck on the, the burner. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> Everybody listening that loves Wendy's Chili is like, fuck codes. I hate yeah. that.
2: To- <laughs> <laughs> my uncle found a, a fucking rusty bolt in his Mexican pizza at Taco Bell. Oh,
0: oh. I hate to hear that because I'm waiting for the Mexican pizza to come back. Yeah, I'm waiting anxiously. I'm on the edge of my seat for that to come back. How Man. about this? You could do Taco Bell. You no. thought Taco Bell?
2: No. Rusty <laughs> Nail, remember? Rusty Nail. Oh, yeah. All right. I got, a, I got a horror story for all of them. So, Uh-oh. so, Taco Bell, I got food poisoning sick, sick as fuck. This was like, a, I stopped fucking with Taco Bell like 20 years ago because I got super sick eating it. But, with Craze, the first time I hung out with Craze, um, we were supposed to get dinner, This was, was in Miami during the music conference. And it was supposed to be a fool's gold, it was a fool's gold party at, uh, what was that club called? Uh, not not the railroad, The uh, what the fuck was that club called? Anyway, it was a spot where they did everything. Before we went there, I had I actually you ever seen those all right this is actually has so many parts to it and I'm trying to do this <laughs> not biggest skill but you know Billy the bass fish the thing that talk
1: yeah, the, oh yeah. yeah yeah yeah
2: you know that McDonald's song the do you ever heard the give me back that flayer of fish give me that fish
1: yep,
3: yep.
2: I used to, the first studio I worked at the guy made that song oh, and whew. they licensed the song to Billy the Bass, McDonald's fish, and they needed a remix. And so if you if anyone has that, you have the option to play uh the regular version or the T A D T remix. Okay. So I have remix with the fish. If you buy these fish anywhere, you can hear my remix on it. And I got so I got paid a bunch of money for it. And I did like this electro. This is during the electro days, and it was like dan, dan, and like you can hear it in this fish. So Long story short, that being said, I used to eat a flay of fish every week just because I was like, I got money off it and I and I thought they tasted good and shit. So then Craze was like, we were supposed to get a nice dinner and we end up talking, shooting this shit. And we we're like, yo, we got to go to the club. So we're just gonna stop at McDonald's real quick. Stop. Said, All right, I'll get a flay of fish because you know I'm the fucking flay fish king because my remix is on the toy and shit. I got it. It was like desolate. No one was in this McDonald's. That shit must have been sitting there all day or something like that. And like I took two bites out of it, and my stomach just went. <clears throat> and then by the time we get to went back to Craze's, or no, we went straight to the venue. Oh we get to the venue, and I was with it was Craze, my girl, uh shout out Jess. And I think that was it. Maybe, maybe uh Craze's uh maybe Roz was there too. And instantly i'm like yo i gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> i couldn't leave i was in the stall it was like super sold out super busy there's a line to get in the bathroom i'm stuck in the stall every time i get up i gotta sit back down i'm like this is oh. I haven't a track yet i haven't met this is before i know any of these motherfuckers and i'm like i'm sitting there blowing up the bathroom thinking i'm gonna die i don't know if i'm gonna puke or Crap. I'm like, it was so bad. I never ate a fillet fish ever again after that. But I was stuck in there for like three hours. So and then finally got out. I tried to get a cab to go back to South Beach. And we're in the city. And my my girl's like, hey, we're going to this other party. It's on the way. Do you want to go there just in case you get sick? So I went there and then got stuck in a porta potty for a minute. And, <laughs> and i was just like and i was covered in hives my whole body was covered in hives so i oh, the worst yeah. food poisoning allergic reaction fucking gnarly miami fucking oh all right and i was fucked up for the rest of the music conference but that was uh so i have a horror story with every freaking thing so that's why that's another reason why i just i have no
1: I mean, hey, do we give, do we give, do we give Coza like a sit-down restaurant to to do his meal?
0: How about this?
1: How about this? Since
0: last time I saw you, we were in Chicago together. Give me your Chicago pizza order. Oh. And where is it from? And what's on the pizza?
2: Chicago bowl of soup order is what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) That deep dish life, baby. Man. You, you got, I mean, I sound like a prissy motherfucker, but I I don't fuck with the Chicago deep dish. I'm going to lose fans from that too.
1: Just <laughs> Chicago fans. This how, One of how, my big fans too. how about
2: what's on a code's pizza in general? But no, I would, I would, I would, I would just do cheese and then, you know, your wild amount of sauce that you guys put on that shit. But <laughs> <laughs> and, and some, some fillet fish cuts on top.
1: There you <laughs> go. Right. That fillet fish story reminded me of uh, Bridesmaids. What happened to them in Bridesmaids? Remember?
0: Yo, yeah. Where she's like, just pops down in the middle of the street. Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking There's... of
1: movies, though, Uh-oh. codes, we are building our DJ Biopic Cinematic Universe, just like the MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, in this DJ Biopic Cinematic Universe, who is playing codes and it could be anybody dead or alive in the entertainment realm. It could be, it could be anybody in like the animated realm, too.
2: Hmm. Well, I get, I used to, I don't get this anymore, but, and this is the reason why I started watching game of Thrones was, and it was actually, it was a track was like, yo, did anyone ever tell you you look like Rob Stark? And I was like, I was, like, what? I was like i had never thought i watched game of thrones then i watched it and i was like whew, this is the shit and i watched the whole thing but the the dude i don't even remember what his name is that dude i think would have to play me
1: richard madden richard, richard madden. madden yeah he's in that's the a good one marvel movie eternals as icarus see there we go it goes full circle calling
0: it all goes full circle it all does uh before we get out of here i know we have a lot of young producers a lot of young djs that are listening hold
1: on before you say that colin we need a song from him oh go ahead yeah uh codes we are we have our uh five on five uh podcast playlist on spotify what song do we need to add to that could be any song ever yeah
2: song ever um i mean there's no restrictions on no, no
1: nope. genre
2: or era. Uh-huh.
1: It could be the t- Toys R Us theme song if it's on Spotify. It could be the the bass.
0: Uh, oh yeah, the, the bass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wonder if that shit's on Spotify. That's gotta. Be. Um, how about 1983? A merman, I should turn to be.
0: Jimmy, Jimmy. Let's, let's go. go. Hell yeah, my favorite Hendrix song on the low, on the high. I love that. Um, I forgot how much, how big of a Hendrix fan you are. I just bought so, I just bought that new box set from Fillmore East that came out this year.
2: Yeah.
0: That thick one. Yeah, it was his New Year shows when he did Fillmore East right around the time of Band of Gypsies. So super dope shit. Um, what I was going to say before we roll out one tip to dj's and producers around the world from you sir anything that you think people need to know as they're navigating this shit show of
2: 2021 22 man uh one thing if you're feeling let me let me let me think about this so you, all right i think the most important thing now so I, I, I'm i basically stealing this idea from, I saw Duke Dumont on, I saw a little clip, he was on Will Clark's podcast, and he was saying it's the easiest time to get into the music industry, but the hardest time to make it because there is people. And like, so when I first started DJing, it was, there was so much of a scarcity to everything from how many records were pressed how many mixtapes you could get like unlimited supply like a spotify or a youtube or for, for whatever. now and there was so much individualality in everything that everyone did and that's what i think kind of ma- always made still to this day and it shines more i think to this day but trying to not try but do you, like do your own thing. Like, I think taking influence from all the things that you like and stuff is, is super important. But at the end of the day, like what can you bring to the table that that everyone, and this goes for a producer, an artist, podcast, like anything that you're doing, what value can you bring as an individual to, the world or to art or to whatever you're doing. So like, you know, if you're just making the same stuff that everyone else is making, even if you do, let's say like tech house is pretty generic, everyone people make it, all that kind of shit. So it's like if you uh do you like bring some what the fuck? <laughs>
1: Yeah, he was in the middle of just, like, letting all these young producers, young DJs know. Yeah, he, was like, dro-
4: he was dropping science, bro. He was bro, dropping and I came the in, gems I, on him. I came in like,
2: what? <laughs> you know how many years Tim Tones has been doing this to me?
1: <laughs> this is my nephew right here, Ace hey, <laughs> hey, what up,
2: what up? How you doing? <laughs> Cody, my-
1: Codes. Cody Codes. Cody
4: are you are you in Rocktown right now, bro?
2: I'm in Rocktown. Tim's from over this way too.
4: Can you close this? Uh, Bro, I'm in Rocktown right now, bro.
2: That's fucked up. You didn't tell me. I'm telling you right now. (laughs) Breaking news. (laughs) My my spiel and didn't even tell me he's here from Vegas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Here we are, bro. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are joining
4: on the 505 podcast. Yo, so Cody, Cody, dude. Used to be the, the illest jump up jungle DJ. That's when I met him.
1: That's a side. Oh yeah.
4: This is like 04. Oh. It's like 04. Oh, Me and Tim danced,
2: playing guitars, scratching. Scratch Tim was definitely like still to this day, we, we're overdue for a scratch session for sure. But yeah, for uh, sure. The few dudes that was good at scratching around here that we used to push push each other and like
4: mm, mm-hmm. yeah like i knew cody when he first started producing too like remember his first copy of reason he had this big like sirwin vega uh speaker in his room only he one was like, he that was making corner I had yeah, one. It, was in the, it was in the corner like he had a house at atlantic ave it was like this he was like the first kid i knew that had a house like we were like You know, early 20s, like 21, 22, and Cody had a house already. I was like, what, bro? Like, (laughs) what's going on? You know what I mean? That
2: was was because of that other thing that I was talking about earlier where I did all right in the bootlegging industry.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's making moves. (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
2: sure. To go to to New York. But Cody,
4: like, Cody was always the funnest dude to rock a house party with all the time. It's like, Stylistically, just for that era was just between playing jump up hip hop and reggae like that was kind of like kind of what made, you know, I think it made that's what made you a producer. You know what I'm saying? Like just all that energy that we used to generate at house parties.
2: Now, we used to play this night called Chasers and it was it was. It was before the term open format. It was more I would say more hip hop than anything. Right. But like still.
4: it was like open format on like the hip hop side of things, you know what I mean? Like we play. All that was the
1: time. Back
2: came out. It was around that era.
1: Oh okay, okay, yeah. yeah.
2: And yeah. Uh, and then we that was, it was all, re- vinyl records. And then I got one of those new mark. Yeah. Had like a fake, vinyl record on the top of it. It was before it was I didn't do anything with it.
4: It it was like half of half of a Rain One. Like it was a prototype for that.
2: Yeah. Huh. Man, those were the, that was me, you, and kill the noise, right? Yeah. That was-
4: yep. Oh, yep. shit. Yep. Yep. And yo, I remember one night, like, like when you first started DJing there, it you know, was kind of hood because, like, that area that what that spot was in was called the St. Paul Quarter. And it, it eventually got more hood, but, like, <laughs> you know, it was, it, for me, it was dope because it was like a chance to DJ for like Hispanic cats, black cats, like, you know, whoever else was in that area. But like, yo, one night it was when uh, Dead Prez came out with Hell Yeah, right? And uh, we're playing it. Someone's like, yo, play some hip hop shit. So we play Dead Prez, Hell Yeah. And all of a sudden, this, this this dude just cracks this dude over the head with the fucking Corona bottle. It was wild. Huge fight, <laughs> huge fight breaks out. Like to this day, I still remember that shit.
2: That's, yeah. that's part of, that's another not, we won't even focus on that, but there's always a fight. <laughs> uh, just motherfuckers just fight all the time.
4: Very true. It's it's that city where like it's just it's just small enough where people just pop make shit pop off for like that you know no reason at all.
2: It was like he had a screwdriver and we had to talk him out of not stabbing some dude with a screwdriver. And we're like, dude, don't you can't do that. (laughs) You know it's funny like this and this is a kill the
4: noise. I saw him. This is a kill the noise story, but when that club closed down, we were there for the last night. And we were just acting all wild. Like I was behind the drinks, making, pe- I was behind the bar making people like free drinks and shit. So Jake comes up and he just like, all of a sudden I feel the back of my leg getting wet. I look behind me, Jake is full on like pouring soda water in my back pocket. So I fucking, I, I start chasing him around the venue, right? And we're on opposite sides of the, of the, this pool table at one point. Like they had a pool table in the far back corner. And I'm like, yo, what the hell? And then I was, I was mad. Jake has a beer bottle, a, like a full Heineken beer bottle, takes the pool cue and just cracks the bottom of it so it like breaks. The beer falls out and he like turns around. And he's like, let's go, motherfucker. It's hilarious. And then he and then he kicked the wall, he kicked a hole in the bathroom wall and blamed it on me.
0: <laughs> we we need to get Jake on here with you guys and you'll yeah. pick the five on five for him. And let's just make it a shit show. I love that man fucking rochester who would have thought i love how tim
2: just rated the interview <laughs> he's on here
1: Yeah, yeah well, you know,
2: someone sent me the link bro <laughs>
0: <laughs> tim is here oh, uh that was great before you guys take off uh you guys have any shows or anything coming up i know you're both back home right now uh everybody
2: just laying low till the new year or what's up if this motherfucker told me he'd be home, we would have set up a show and shit. Sure. <laughs> what's fucked up is my next show is in Vegas on New Year's and I'm going to go see him and he knows all. I just talked to him yesterday.
1: He knows you're going to be there?
2: I, yeah.
1: We're like,
2: yeah. Hey, Tim, you still not drinking? Yeah. Uh, that didn't sound very convincing. <laughs> <laughs>
4: i'm in that i'm in that middle place but i'm behaving myself i'm trying i'm trying i'm, I'm trying to, like, yeah i'm tr- i'm trying to like just eradicate drinking from dj sets period just because i it's a god's the point where i want to just be able to enjoy it more for what it is and not for like how crazy you know and fucked up i get i'd rather try and just make a make a scene in a good way you know what i'm saying
2: Mm-hmm. imagine if we figured that out fucking 20 years ago
4: i mean we did i i didn't really drink a lot when i first started it's like you know years down the line <laughs> dude,
2: i'm done i am I think i'm completely fucking completely
4: done no, that, that's great dude i mean listen all this you know health talk and like you can eat as healthy as you want but if you're still drinking like you're still not gonna be healthy you know what i mean yeah Mm-hmm.
2: But, but anyway, yeah. I just Yo, yeah. To- I New just- Year's Eve.
1: Oh, yeah. New Year's Eve. It's going down
2: in Vegas. Fucking. But is
1: anything going down in Rochester between now and then, though? Nah. No, I-, I thought about it, and then I
4: got here, and people are like really losing their mind over this Omicron stuff. So I'm just like, you know what? I- I'm good. I'm. I don't want to like. I don't want to throw an event and then have people like be calling yeah. me out for like promoting Omicron or something, you know what I'm
1: saying? Tim, you know, Neek got that Amari on. Did he? Mm-hmm. We think we Neek
2: think may have the Amari on, yeah. Yeah.
1: He got the
0: <laughs>
4: yeah
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh... My sister just had it. My uncle just had it. My aunt just had it. My cousin just had it. Fucking... Yeah. People forget. So you know... Almost like everyone forgot how it's like when it right. gets wild, it, it gets wild and just goes everywhere. Yeah, it yeah. seems
4: like it seems like this strain isn't as strong as the previous ones,
1: though. That's what I'm. I mean, to. I'm I don't feel like strength. they've
4: been. I don't feel like collectively they've been as strong as that first. That first wave was a killer, right? That was the yeah. big one.
2: Yeah, everyone feel going like, to be a little less. Well, I was talking to this chick at that was she worked uh, at the ICU in Strong Hospital, which is the main hospital here. She says that it one. of the people there, it's the unvaccinated people. And they're all the the thing that they say right before they die is, Can I get the vaccine? And like the doctor is fucking, she's like, He don't even have any sympathy. He lost all his empathy and everything last year because he's like, And that's the same thing their families asked too. And I'm not trying to get in any political shit Mm -hmm. here. But man, and everyone's scared. Who knows? But hopefully, fucking we get through this shit, it doesn't become, uh, like my worry is, is this never ends. Um, like this shit is just, just going to be a new, a new one and a new one and a new one and new one. So hopefully that is not the case. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. I can hug your loved ones and, and appreciate fucking what everyone's got and shit, because this shit, it's still scary. It's still weird. And it's still, especially it feels selfish to say as a DJ, because it's like it fucks up our show and our lives, but it fucks up everyone's shit, man. It's, it's,
4: yeah. It's yeah. It's true. It's true. Max.
0: We will, we Max. will end on a light note. Uh, yes. We asked uh, Cody, we asked Travis, uh, Tim, what is on your Christmas wish list? If you could get a gift for Christmas, what do you, what would you like to get?
4: I'm going to be boring as hell with this. Because, because we just bought, me and Wifey just bought a house. So, um, I'm going to say
1: ceiling fans, bro. <laughs> As one is spinning right above him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: Not, I'm not at my house right now. I'm in Rochester I right at a
1: friend's house.
0: Yeah, you know, he's going uh, to grab that and fly yeah. out to Vegas with it.
1: He, he got to his house yeah. in Rochester and was like, I need this. Yeah. Let me. Yeah. I mean, this this one's kind
4: of not my style. It's just kind of a little too colonial for me. I need something a little more low profile, like modern. But uh, <laughs> my, my man go. that would love to a have ceiling a ceiling fan.
0: fan doesn't quite like the one you guys have, so fuck yeah. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, boys, I'll be out in Vegas next weekend. Hopefully, we can all grab a bite together on uh, New Year's Day. right where are you playing? definitely uh, not for that. Uh, New Year's Day, I'm playing this private party for this aerialist, so oh, yeah, uh. And then uh the next night I am with P dot at Lucky Day. Dope. So. right on.
2: Yeah. Dope. Ooh, fucking I, I'm doing Disco Pussy New Year's Eve with <laughs> Edel Blaster and Franklin Watts. And then oh hell yeah. The only other plans we were supposed to get brunch on New Year's Day, right, Tim?
4: Yeah, that's happening.
2: I'm
4: at 18 Bin on uh New Year's Eve doing Let's Be Friends Party. And then, um, yeah, New Year's Day is brunch with
1: codes, man. Nice. Lock me in, in for that.
0: I get in uh, at 10 a.m., so let's make it happen.
1: Hell yeah. I got, sure. I got New Year's off. New Year's Eve off, so fuck. You want to fly out? Coming to like, Vegas. I'm smoking weed and sleeping. They got you that know? in Vegas. They got that in Vegas. Come on. Yeah, man. Come on. Yeah, they got that in Vegas for what? 200 bucks for an ounce? Ooh, you on. right. Come on.
0: <laughs>
4: you
1: know, Listen, those weed taxes are real out here. Out They're in Vegas so there. real.
0: Cody, like, toss it on your rider. <laughs> toss a little extra on your rider. A <laughs> yeah. yeah. couple avocados in the ounce. Let's do it.
4: Yeah. Uh, For sure.
1: For sure you should, bro.
0: Oh, I love it. Uh, gentlemen, we're going to roll out. Happy uh, holidays, boys. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, holidays. On,
1: in this internet space.
0: Yeah. Thank you codes and Tim tones for joining us on behalf of the ambassadors of Rochester, New York. <laughs> yes. We greatly appreciate you both. Uh, hope you have a fantastic. Yo,
1: is Rochester. Um,
0: is that Syracuse?
2: It's an hour ah. it's Right in between Syracuse and Buffalo.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
4: Mm-hmm. It's like the Trinity. It's like Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo.
1: Gotcha. 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 Hey, shout out Griselda though. Let's go. Sean Griselda. Yes.
0: Uh, Tim, go pay Cody a visit. You need to tell him when you're coming into
2: town. Come on. That's kind of sick. I don't know if I want him to even come through.
4: I just tested negative today, bro.
0: Hey! Yo, bring him a fish fillet, too. He'll appreciate it. There you
4: go. My man. Okay. Party note. Every time Cody would come into town when I was still living here and he would come in from New York. You know, he, he would always be like yo let's go out to eat I'd be like alright cool th- this happened like three times in a row we'd get to the spot and he would just start hating on the food he'd be like man I don't even know why I came here dude this food is terrible <laughs> so, so eventually like, it got to the point where like he would come into town and be like, I'd be like bro I'm not going anywhere to eat with you
2: <laughs> <laughs> we went and got, they do garbage plates and shit we went and got a garbage plate I remember just projectile puking in the bathroom after I ate one of those things Oh,
0: oh no. my god.
2: Yeah,
4: he he, he 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 uh his his uh his uh intestinal tract became sensitive get, eat all that good vegan food in New York City. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think it had to do it. That's why another reason I'm just like I'm I've cut the tequila out all the alcohol, no more alcohol coming into my that a month Thursday, so that's or shit today. Fuck mm-hmm. so congrats. Uh, my Christmas present for me and my family is yeah man congrats I'm done with it Man, fucking. on didn't you you're you' you're still done with it
0: yeah almost uh almost a thousand days. oh awesome shit. coming up on it. I think we're at uh nine forty nine fifty nine sixty something Hell like yeah. that so you're done awesome. with it
4: congrats bro congrats. Yeah.
0: congrats yeah, I'm done with that shit for good. I don't need that. it's turned me into a wild man. Travis saw me.
1: I was acting a oh, fool. was wild. It got to the point where I'm like, I want to go out and call it. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna oh, get fucked true. up. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. And last, uh, Tim, like, fucking Las Vegas. Oh uh, yeah, Jesus. It's just, it's just, uh, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, no, no, no judgment if you do, but it, uh, man, life is. For me, right now, better, and I've drinking enough to kill a, a couple countries probably. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Good, I'm good. Yeah.
0: Once once you get a, a certain amount down, you're prone to like all diseases, all colds, <laughs> all flu. That's <laughs> the, that's the real like, yo. If you were drinking like we were drinking, don't be worried about what's in the vaccine. Don't be
2: worried that, at all, yo. I think the first cool. time we met was I drank. Some tequila with a fucking scorpion in it.
0: Yep. You and, was that you, Amir, you and Tim? Me and you. Okay. W- was that with Felix, the house cat? Was that no, that it was, night?
2: It was in Milwaukee. Uh, okay.
0: In Milwaukee, over at, um I know exactly where you're talking about.
2: Like yep. a roof or, or it's upstairs. Yeah. Th-
0: yep. Thor was with us too.
1: That's what I was about to ask.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yep. Thor has my code shirt. He stole it from me. So
2: <laughs> please shout out
0: Thor. Make some more merch because he always wears it only when we're out together. So fuck that guy.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's that's how we'll end this episode. Everyone have a fantastic Christmas. <laughs> have a great holiday weekend. <laughs> and we'll see you guys in Las Vegas. <laughs>